everybody. Welcome to the witching hour. Well, the weather is warming up. Everybody's getting outside. We're allowed to go outside. So I hope you're getting outside and we're going to talk about that today as well. We've got a really great guest today. I don't know if you know him, but if you don't, you're going to. One of my dear friends, fellow magician and one of the best magical workers out there, Alex Kazemi. And you might know him from his book, Pop Magic. All the celebrities are reading it and recommend him. He is really great, but we're going to bring him on. But before we do that, I give you an update of the week. If you're listening to this the first time through, it is a week of June 14th. Um, and it's getting sunny out. It's getting great out. So I hope wherever you live, it's time to get outside. We're allowed to go outside now. So get outside in nature. And that's actually what we're going to talk about a little bit today. And I've been doing a whole lot of house clearings lately because we are getting outside because that whether it, you have ghosts or you have portals or you just have stuck energy because you've been stuck inside and in fear and frustration and confusion it's time to clear the house. So I am teaching my $10 magic class this Thursday on house and space clearing. I use really common things that you guys can find around your house, but just as much as you need to dust, just as much as you need to paint and decorate, the energy in your house is important. So if you haven't cleared your house in a while or never cleared your house, Thursday evening through House of Intuition, I have my $10 magic class at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. It's on all my feeds on my website. You can look it up, so join me. Because besides getting rid of all the cobwebs, ghosts, stuck, stale energy, you could put in what you want. Happiness, abundance, love. It's your house. Make it what you want. Or apartment or whatever it is you live in. Believe me, lately I've been cleaning law offices, um, warehouses, teeny little apartments, and great big mansions. They all need good energy. Um, what else I have coming up this week is the end of the week. I'm going to Las Vegas. And if you into that like fun Las Vegas vampire thing, we still have tickets for Babylon. It's going to be at the House of Blues in the foundation room. It's a beautiful ball. It's a beautiful event with entertainment and sweet, positive ritual. I, of course, will be doing a seance in the foundation room, talking to beautiful dead people. So if that suits your boat, join us in Las Vegas. Also this week for the on the screen is Trevor Moore is finally releasing his second season. If you don't know who he is, he's one of the funniest comedians I know. At least he makes me laugh loud and hard. He was way back in the 90s, he was from The Whitest Kids You Know, sketch comedy, sketch comedy. And now he has a show called The Trevor Moore Show, where he solves all the problems of the world, one hour at a time. His first launch last year was he did a 24-hour marathon, literally, talk show host, 24 hours, he got to stand there. And he kept me on it for about six or seven of those hours as we solved all the problems of the world. I had never even met him before that. So like, you know, seven to eight, we solved world peace eight to nine war nine to ten aliens ten to eleven racial injustice and uh, of course we do it a very broad comedic but to me comedy is the way to actually get something done and get through get people thinking get a real message so now it's a regular one hour show again and last year we I did season one with him and was waiting for season two and you could catch that one on YouTube again it's big broad comedy. This one, um, we are talking about aliens in the last one. So um, 
we talk about aliens. This one coming up, I think we're getting into sex in my particular episode. So you could go to YouTube. It's Comedy Ch Comedy Central, and you could actually find the episodes on uh, YouTube because everything's on YouTube. So look for Trevor Moore, The Trevor Moore Show on Comedy Central on YouTube. Again, you could look at my last year's. You could look at all 24 hours of that. And my upcoming one, which I'm not sure when it'll drop, but I think really. So if you like to laugh and still think about world issues, check out Trevor Moore. Okay, it's time for the Willow update. I've got a big one today. I made a big discovery about Willow. You wouldn't know it by looking at her right now, but that's a sign from the heavens because Willow is the devil. You didn't think you believed in the devil? You didn't know if you believed in the devil? You have never had 11-week-old, five-pound dachshund before because the devil exists. This little thing that looks so sweet right now has destroyed an entire two-level house. This little thing who looks so sweet right now chews everything and everybody. Shoes, fingers, toes. But she's the best thing in the world. But... She really is. Ever the Tasmanian devil? Ever seen the Tasmanian devil? She can for 20, 30, 40 minutes straight. She doesn't stop. She goes in circles. We have a little 18-year-old cat named Larry the cat. He's old and crankety. She's keeping him young if she doesn't give him a heart attack. And the two of them together are like Mutt and Jeff and the funniest couple ever. So just one just for all of you who didn't believe in the devil or know that the devil exists, come on over. You wouldn't know it by the sweet face, but the devil always does that. Here's the devil. Willow. So our magic for this week is outdoor magic because it is summer is coming. We are weeks away and it's getting warmer weather pretty much everywhere, I think. And now that we have been locked in our house, let's get outside. Because to me, there is nothing more magical. There is nothing more healing than nature. It's prettier than a church, temple, synagogue, or place of holiness. Whether it's your local little park, whether it's your backyard, or whether you're out in a forest anywhere. Trees are magic. Nature is magic. And as you know, I work very elementally in my work, air and fire and water and earth. And guess where you get them in their hole, right outside in nature. So why not go outside, take a walk? You don't, all meditations don't have to be breathing, sitting cross-legged going like this. Walking meditations are the best. You know, just don't be in big, heavy traffic. You know, put something out, talk to the spirits, talk to the trees. One of the best ways I know to get information is talk to the trees. Trees literally are the information keeper. They are the ancestor keeper. Look at the Kabbalistic, look at every tree of life. It's used in almost every religion. The Kabbalah, the Kabbalistic tree of life. Talk to a tree, sit down with your butt right on the ground and your spine right along the trunk of the tree and just listen. Ask for wisdom, ask for things. And then you might hear it just inside your head. The tree may or may not have an outside voice. That's kind of up to you and your guides. But if it doesn't have an outside voice, that doesn't mean you're not going to hear what the tree has to say. If you have water nearby, water nearby, maybe you want some wishes. Maybe there's some things that you want in your life and you want to do a little spell working. Hmm, bring me some more money. Bring me some more love. Bring me some more... Write your wishes down. If running water moves it, running clear water. Now, nature, you don't want to write it on some weird piece of paper or any piece of plastic. The best thing to write it on 
is a leaf. Find yourself a great big old leaf and get yourself a pencil or something really easy. Write either the words that mean something or what you're wishing for. Bring me love, bring me more money, a raise, give me whatever that is. Make a nice wish to it, talk to the beautiful waters, float it off and let it take your wishes off. That simplicity is a magic spell. Or maybe you wanna send it up to the birds. Maybe you wanna send your wishes on the wind into the birds and the bees and the butterflies flying by. I'm not usually a big butterfly girl, but they're out in nature. It's spring, it's almost summer. They are the fairy realm. And speaking of the realms, it's time to get into elementals because they are just so huge now. Maybe it's because we're moving into this age of Aquarius. Maybe it's because we get to get outside. But for those of you who believe in spirits, we have different kinds of spirit guides. We know we have our ascended masters and we have our inner bands and we have our outer bands. We'll do a, another whole lesson on that. But we also have our elementals. And those, yes, those can be some of our, 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 our familiars and our pet elementals, those are, but also our tree spirits. So if you wanna know some of the elemental magic, remember air is thought and focus and clarity and just big in expansion. Work with fairies. Fairies represent the air magic. And fairies are great. Fairies live at the edge. Edge of day, edge of night, edge of the path, edge of the forest. They're that little sparkle in the side of your eye. Now, whether you believe they're really flying little fairies like Tinkerbell or not, or they're an energy, that's up to you. They like gifts, they like things, they like sparkly things. You know, sit by a tree and give them fairies and look at them at the end of the day and give fairies to bring you laughter and joy and clarity and thought process and music. Now, maybe if you're looking for a little bit of grounding, gnomes. Gnomes, I had never even heard of gnomes. I mean, I'd heard of gnomes, but didn't know anybody who knew gnomes. Now gnomes are appearing everywhere. I hear there's this area in New York that New York that gnomes are really big. My friend Chris Fleming, um, who did an episode of Witching Hour, he's just discovering gnomes, and he wasn't even an elemental guy, and he's like, where are all these gnomes coming from? But they are kind of the earth element, so they will give you that down low, and you're even going to see them down low if you're working with the gnome energy. Now, water energy... There's your mermaid, there's your merman. And it doesn't have to be a big ocean or not, the body of water, that's getting into the water element, which is flow and emotion. So maybe a little, little mermaid magic in your life. And the last one is my favorite, at least for right now, it's fire magic, dragons, dragons. Of course, salamanders or any lizards and walking things like that. That is that passion, that is that fire magic. So maybe you wanna take yourself a walk through the park, through your backyard, through a big grassy or hilly or mountainous area and ask for signs from the universe, whether you're talking to God or the universe or mother nature herself, it doesn't matter, whatever words you use, ask for signs like, show me what I need to know and, and maybe a bunch of butterflies and things will show up. Ah, oh, it's the air element, it's thought, send things off. You know, maybe all of a sudden a bunch of lizards will be start crossing your path. Hmm, maybe that's a little fire. You know, maybe you'll even say a gnome. I don't know. I haven't seen one yet, but I certainly believe. So just remember, magic is everywhere, you guys, and nature itself, even earthing. If you guys know what earthing is, earthing is when you get on the dirt, get on the grass. It's literally negative ions that we're getting from it. Even doctors, even regular Western science is knowing that 
getting barefoot on grass or dirt or laying down on the grass is actually good for us. Now they're even making for you, don't get outside, earthing mats, which you plug into the grounding part of your thing. But if you could really get outside and you need grounding, do a little earthing. How, how, when's the last time you've got barefoot on grass or dirt or sand or something? Or hugged a tree or sat by a tree or run your palm along the bark of a tree? You'll see that magic is everywhere. So get outside, talk to your guides, talk to your spirits, talk to whoever, whatever you believe in. Because right now we are these human beings living on this planet called Earth. So might as well get to know the other inhabitants of this beautiful little planet called Earth. Both the living ones in the spirits and the trees and the critters and the bunnies and the deer and the other side of the veil ones with the gnomes and the fairies and the dragons and the mermaids. Just make sure that you leave the Earth as good or better as you found it. Don't leave trash, don't make a mess, don't start any fires, don't leave anything pollutable, um, but you could get really, really creative. Collect rocks, listen to a rock, pick up a rock, any old rock, see what it has to say. They have that earth element. You don't even have to have fancy crystals. Fancy crystals are great, I have lots of fancy crystals. My Peruvian work, they work with plain old rocks, river rocks, every kind of rock. Find a holy stone, they're sacred no matter what they are. You're near the ocean, you're near the water. So whether you get out all the time, get out more. Whether you don't get out at all, get out some. Everybody, magic is where you find it, but it really helps to get outside sometimes. Now let me introduce you to my dear friend and somebody I so respect. He's one of the new, true, major voices in magic and the occult today. He is an author, he's a journalist, he is a pop artist, Alex Kazemi. You might know him from his very popular book, Pop Magic, which all the celebrities read and recommend. Um, he, like me, goes for simple magic that everybody can do, that empowerment of life. When we first met each other, we fell in love. I think I'm going to adopt him as my new son, if I ever had one. But let me introduce you to one of my favorite people in the world, straight from Canada, Alex Kazemi. So welcome. Oh my God. I'm so happy to be back here. And thank you so much for the amazing intro. I love how aligned both of our paths have been. It's amazing to have met you. And and to you, I, I remember carrying your book around with me everywhere when I first got it. So so how did this happen? I know, and you're you know, yay yay, we have books, we always show books. Um, so I I I know you for as young as you are, you started out really young. You were fifteen year fifteen years old, and you were already in the industry. And you're yeah. also an artist, right? You yeah. started out in fashion and uh in journalism and writing and stuff so how does that relate into magic to you how did it get into a cult how did it get into magic and witchcraft and spell crafting well well for me i feel like you know we all do magic even if we don't know what it is and that's what's so fascinating when we get to discover what witchcraft and magic and manifestation is because it creates a system and a tool to, to realize what we've already been doing. So in my career, I always had a big will and, and I always had big dreams and visions in my head and I hadn't had any idea of what magic was. So when I learned about it, I was like, oh my goodness, like this makes sense, I'm a witch, you know? And, and, and I feel like that, that brought um, so much um, new things into my life because I could start to direct energy rather than to kind of just have it generate in my head all the time. 
Right, right. Because you're a high energy person like I am, a bit of a workaholic like I am. So we want to focus all that insane energy that we have. And another thing how we align is we both use media to make our place in the magic world. Um, You did it via celebrity and Madonna and Taylor Swift and all these amazing people. And Rose McGowan does the intro to your book and all these great things. I did it being in Hollywood, like, okay, I can't cook. So I'm going to use magic to get on master chef. I'm going to use magic to get on America's got talent to get on the TV show Wipeout. So it's funny that we both went a media route, which is, there's not very many of us who did that. Yeah. And I love that you did do that because you, you showed people that it's a metaphor for anything else that you want to do. If Patty could get on master chef and do it, then you could do your dream. And I feel like like that is just a test to how magic is all about bypassing our limited beliefs and the background, you know, in our mind. Like I was thinking like a lot of athletes are like magical in a lot of ways, you know? They are. It's it's taking our power back. I think because so long we were taught to literally be sheep, even some religion, be a sheep, follow along, follow along, do what we tell you to do, fit into the crowd. And that's not what this world is about. That's just giving away our power. And to me, that's what, whether it's spellcrafting and witchcraft and magic is, yes, we take responsibility for what we do, but we get to do it. We get to, and I like use the word bend reality (laughs) and that's what we do. Yeah. And, and I, and I think it's, it's so inspiring because, you know, being in the media and, and being a public figure in the magic community is about having people understand that that you can do anything and that you can bend reality to your will. And the only thing that is holding you back is your limiting beliefs and your limited self. And magic is just a way to bypass it. It really is. It's the hack. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. It's the hack. So what would your, if, if I'm, again, people listening to my show, it is the witching hour. Are people starting a path or on a path? What is your thing that helps you the most on a day-to-day basis? Like, you know, you wake up in the morning. I don't need your whole day-to-day of what you do. But how do you how do you incorporate magic to create the life that you want to live, to create the world you want? Well, I think it's about um, having a discipline with your magical practice. So whatever resonates with what you do. So whether it's, you know, prayers to a certain angel or a deity or a goddess or trying to access your higher self or even visualizing your day is very powerful um protection spells visualizing white light um but it it really uh, it it always changes for me what about you like do you have a a specific practice same thing i'm very much um I like, I do like to set my intention first thing in the morning. I do very much, I'm, I'm less planetary, but I'm very lunar waxing moon. I'm going to add into my day waning moon. I'm going to release what's not yes, serving me. me too. I like to set that intention going right there. So I, I know you get a lot more astrological than I do. That's a little left brain for me. It's like Scorpio, but I'm like, what moon I'm going with the moon and, and it works all of a sudden things have a, a flow and ease. It's like we're tapping into the nature that probably ancient man used to know. And it just got so taught out of us. 
Yeah. Did, did, you, so, did you do eclipse magic recently? Um, I did a little bit. Yes. We just had this beautiful eclipse and the blood moon and the flower moon and all this great moon. Um, and I did. I, I actually fell asleep just before we could actually see it in L.A., but it was cloudy. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm staying up. It's 2 a.m. I'm staying up. It's 2.30 a.m. It's oops. It's fine. Oh, it always did, happens did you, to me. Oh, I always do it, too. So how about you? Did you do some eclipse magic? No, I didn't, but I think it's very interesting how um, we should, it's a good lesson of how we should listen to our higher selves in this time with so much magical information, like which talk and which Twitter, like, I think we have to see how the moon is affecting us and our path at that time and decide if we should do magic. You know, I understand some people are like, oh, no eclipse magic, that's bad, but it's all about what you need to do for yourself and on your path. Yeah. I it, it, I agree 100%. Anybody who says anything is bad, is good, it's like maybe for them, but who's to say? I've even gotten good things out of the evil Mercury retrograde. Sometimes there's a purpose for that. Maybe your computer won't work as good as you want, but it's a release. Same thing with eclipse magic. It's a shift. It's a shift. Oh, yeah, so, for sure. And I, and I love that. And I also love that you... Um, always draw down your magic into the earth plane. Like you have such a, not, not, I don't know if practical is the right word, but you know the practical steps to creating your goals and you use your will to do that in this plane. Yes. Like you're not airy fairy about it, which is what a lot no, of people I'm, misperceive I'm, us as. I am about as elemental as you get. I hardly get off the earth plane. There are so many deities, energies, works to work right here. So, um, again, because I think we got so far away from it, so far yeah. away from it. So it's bringing it back. And what's cool, again, the big world, our, our crazy world right now, our pandemic world, our strife and unrest world, it's, it's interesting that people are noticing things like moon cycles, how big it's getting, because that might be that one little entry into magic for people, into like looking at that. Oh yeah, for sure. I think it's amazing. I feel like we really are seeing the age of Aquarius right now. You know, the amount of people who are talking about this stuff and know about it and how it's showing up. I'm happy about that. You know, I never, when I discovered magic, I never wanted it to be occult. I always believed that everyone should have it and should at least have the opportunity to access it. And that's what I loved about your book is, is how you showed how witchcraft is, is very applicable to everyday situations and how we can use it and, and we can create change. I don't like this idea that we're powerless. No. No, no, we just, it's like you, you have the power. And if you don't have the power, who or what have you given it away to? I say that you've given away to fear. You've given it away to a belief system. You've given it away to another yeah. person. You've given it away some weird deity who wants to take it. It's, it's, um, I, I, I like that. I, I do think it's the age of Aquarius because it's less that earth based our parents, parents, your grandparents, parents, world of black and white and yeah. right and wrong and yes and no and solid ground. It's this, it's becoming this air thing. So I'm even thinking, I've, I've just recently made the realization that all this paranormal stuff, yes, the veil is thinning. There's going to be more weird ghosty stuff and like all the ghosty stuff I do <laughs> on the TV or YouTube. It's like, oh, wait, that's actually opening up this mystical world to people who don't even want any kind of even spirituality or religion or even witchcraft. But yeah. oh, wait, there's something on that other side of the, it's a door open. It's these little seeds planted. So yeah. I, I and you and finally I... figured out why, 
it's working. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you and I always, we, we, when we spoke last year or even recently, we, I, I don't believe time is so nonlinear, you know, just time, well, no time here. But, um, you know, we were talking about how angels and energies speak to us through the digital plane and how they send us numbers or missed calls or we open our email and all these weird things are coming up that are synchronized that are aligned with our path. It's like they know now how to use all of this hyper technology in this new world to communicate to us in a new way. Completely. It, a, a computer is the Ouija board of or and the fire burning of whenever. It's, yeah. it's, it's because everything is energy. Everything is like electricity. It's energy and electricity and all this electronics is amazing. And now all the people doing the paranormal, creating all these fancy boxes and stuff, you don't even need them anymore. Your cell phone is turning right into it. They just add on to it. Oh, that's so that's so true. And also like the conscious, like what you said, everything is energy, like the consciousness that we plug into how we choose to use technology is the same way with like, that's a great metaphor, like the Ouija board. Like it's your consciousness that is plugging into what you're going to end up seeing. So if people want to consciously choose to be in a fear negative algorithm of reality, you can in the same way, use that same technology to have a very positive experience. You could be on Patty's channel, you know what I mean? Like, like a, <laughs> no, a higher vibrational experience. And, and, and teaching people about how perception and how, is so much of what it is. We can't control everything. We can control a lot because we're both witches. We do magic. So it, it's not taking that natural path of everything runs downhill. We go, oh no, I'm building the dam and I'm going up. I'm doing whatever I'm doing. Um, but it's okay. I totally just lost my train of thought. That is so funny. I went right back to you know where I went Mercury right back. I'll get back retrograde. to retrograde. Mercury is in retrograde, but I kept going back to how you said no sense of t of time. I have no sense of time. I wonder if that's because we do so live on the other side of the veil. I really I have believe no it. I really believe it. Someone could point out the time between 1999 and now. It does not register. It will we not register. Like yesterday, a million years ago. I also have a really bad sense of direction. Do you happen to have a bad sense of direction? Yes. yes. Okay. Me too. And for a girl who works elementally and I work a compass, it's like, it's north. Oh, oh no, it's north. Wait, turn around. It's north. Yeah. But it's I so I think that all goes hand in hand. It's kind of like you know dancing between two worlds, tight roping between two worlds. We lose a little yeah, bit that's of what this. We, do. we we oscillate. We're, we're oscillators, we, and that's what happens when you start to practice magic. And that's what's so beautiful of why foam we get you know why we have such a powerful relationship with the moon is it's like a celebration of everything. Like it's so. You know, I'm more excited for full moons than my birthday sometimes, you know, like <laughs> the, the full moons and new moons. It's just wow. And 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 when you really start to live your life aligned with the waning and the waxing of the moon, it changes everything for you. Everything. I know. I know. And it's so simple. Um, I love how you go deeper into planetary stuff, too. I you know in your book, too, you talk about how magic works and you'll say you're looking for a Scorpio this or that or more and how that comes into yeah. fruition. So I might have the brain power to to get further into that. Right now, it's one of those. It just there is it. You're so aligned with your with your guides and your path. You just surrender and listen and move forward. 
So since you are, again, our new voice of youth and of the upcoming, the new magical world that's opening up to people, um, how... What kind of questions do you get from people, these new people just discovering? Again, I've been here for decades. Well, the questions that I get are, you know, most of all people ask, like, how can I manifest my dream life, you know, always. And also um, I get a lot of questions about love and can I get an ex back and stuff like that. And I try to explain self-will to them. But I also say, you know, maybe it's a part of your path to learn karmic magic about, you know, if you do do a love spell and it brings up all this stuff that you need to heal in yourself, then you can reveal more light. I always tell people divine will um, is always service. You know, you know, my biggest mistake in my earlier magical days was like ego driven magic and self driven magic. Cause it was like a short circuit. Like it, it arrived and then it disappeared. But if you have like a, unending desire to connect to like an unending abundance, that's what you'll get back. And so don't just ask for the relief from the universe, ask for more. Yes. Never, never have a limit. Yes. I agree wholeheartedly because people, and so many people who, I don't know if it's more new agers than occultists. It's like in money, say it's a money spell. Just ask for what you need. Why? Yeah. <laughs> why that's all you'll get <laughs> exactly it, it this is a world of abundance why limit yourself we 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 were taught all this little weird limits and we were also seem like we were taught again by society by modern non-mystical world that everything has to be hard and we teach that things don't have to be hard no 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 and i think and I think, I, you know, for me, as someone who like kind of experienced misfortune, you know, in, in my childhood, you know, I what I learned from magic, though, was that everything was in alignment and it was my choice of how I could react to the events happening to me in my life. And you talk about that in your book as well, how, you know, it's our choice and it's our taking back our emotional reaction to how we can, um, you know, choose to what we do with that energy rather than to have it take over us and be a victim. Being a witch is not being about a victim. People mm -hmm. need to understand that. Yeah, no, no, you can't. Because as soon as you're a victim in anything, you've given away your power. If you take some sense of responsibility, even and to the nth degree, like I'll, I'll be working with a woman who's in a horrible, abusive relationship and yeah. none of it is her fault. A horrible, but it's like, you're just a victim here. Take the responsibility of at least you allowed it to happen yeah. because it's not about blame, but if you allowed it to happen, then you can get out of it. If you're just a victim, you're stuck there. So yes. it's, it's, yeah, take the reins, you know, drive your boat, fly your plane, you know, and, put your sails it's so up. Funny. It's so funny you say this because from what you just asked me about what young people say to me, a lot of young people say to me, I'm afraid of magic because I'm afraid that it will reveal parts of myself and desires that I have that I'm not ready to confront. And I found that to be so fascinating because it shows you that magic is not, I'm not saying psychological, but it's going into ourselves. Like we're really pulling things out. Yeah. And that scares people for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what is written, I mean, if we go back into history uh, on every mystery school ever, the secret ones is that first know thyself. And that yeah. is, and that is scary because we were taught it's what's on the outside. What's here. What does it look like? What does it yeah. do this? 
Uh, oh, that's a great point. Where, yeah, like like how Kabbalah was so secret and all of these mystery school traditions, Hermeticism, all of it, you know. And and then that's also, you know, I think a, one big problem about the occult world that I feel your book has really helped people with is is that the, all the overwhelming, um, intimidating amount of information that people perceive that they have to learn to do magic is just not what the truth is. Yeah. And that's why I wrote my book because I was like, what? Like, this is not fair that I had to read like 30 books to, to, to see the same thing a hundred different times. You know what I mean? Exactly. So simplify it. Here it is. I know. And people write that about you and your books all the time. Look what you did. You, you took all that and you simplified it and made it digestible and made it approachable and workable. Uh, yeah, and that's you did, what magic you did that as well in a really great way in your book. Yeah. Thank you. So what do you think now, magically speaking, again, we know that we are going age of Aquarius, the occult, witchcraft, everything is mainstream now from when I was young, when I was even your age, it was yes. like much more secret. They were just coming out. It's just like, ooh, you were a little beyond just the new agers of Shirley MacLaine. And, and it's like, ooh, we're going a little deeper into that. But now it's what life is it's yeah. never even had an issue wearing weird sigils and signs and symbols does that make you happy to, to see that it's oh free? it makes me so happy again because we're not sheep we don't want to be sheep and there's many truths out there and i i i i'm for any religion any belief system that you want to do there's from i drive in from my house in los angeles to your house in canada there's lots of ways to get there you could yeah. fly you could walk you could drive you could take a boat who's to say one's better than the other um i just don't like the the direction that says we are the only way or else yeah I don't, because I don't some people like do either. need to be guided by somebody somebody some people who do not have their own sense of what life is about need to be told what is right or wrong, or they would get in trouble with magic. If you don't have your own sense of almost moral code, integrity, not morality, like, you know, who does what with who, that integrity, virtue, if you don't know that, you can get in trouble with magic because we are bending time. But most of us do. Most of us do know what we can do and move into. So we don't need to be told what to. And I love it that there's this new freedom. And even within the craft, even with witchcraft, it wasn't, and I, I know you've talked about it, that whole, what the seven, what the first thing, what you had to be this and you had to be this. Oh, yeah. now you could be anything you want. They're making yeah. up, I've heard titles of, I'm a purple witch, I'm a green witch, I'm a this yeah. kind of a witch, I'm a, you know, it's like, yay, great. You know, you didn't necessarily do your year in a day initiation into this. I am Gardenarian, I am Dianic, <laughs> I am, I'm a witch, you know. Yeah. I'm, do, do you feel like I do you feel like on your path and and I still feel this always like do you feel like there's still a sense of camaraderie or deep deep connection when you meet someone who understands magic and witchcraft I feel like yes. that's one of my favorite parts of the craft because then you start to realize as much as mainstream it is you know people who truly practice and really do it it's kind of hard to come by still yeah, no, completely. And again, even when you see some, I, I will feel energy because that's one of my gifts is I see energy. I see almost the, the colors around people, the auras and the cords between it. I could be walking into the local drugstore and, and the, the little counter girl. I will feel her energy. I will hear how she's talking to somebody and turn around and she's got a bakery pentagram. I say, it is. I get that oh. camaraderie. Oh, yes. You're one of us. You're mad. <laughs> I, lo I love that. I love that. I, and also, I've, I've used your um, 
your tip of working with dragon energy and, and it's been, a, it's amazing. I work with it almost every day. I say, I'm, I say I'm in 5d with the 5d dragon. <laughs> it sounds yeah. so crazy. I think we need that dragon energy. It's, it's for those who don't know, it's crossroads energy is what it is. I'm into like charging little, I get the cheapest dragons I can find. And I can't tell you, and I can't tell you because I signed non-disclosure. How many like A-list movie stars have this 30 cent plastic dime dragon on their altar or next to their wow. bed? Um, that they, you, they've, you know, you've charged it. You, you've created your observatory, your egregore, your go golem out of this, creating this thing. But Honestly, since, and I talk about it all the time, since in this new age of Aquarius, in this new place that we are going, we need dragons because they're crossroads and they can fly between heaven and earth if you want to get into the, the yes. story of it. And literally, I've, it's, I've seen dragon energy stop abusive relationships. My most famous one is they broke the L.A. Dodgers curse <laughs> because <laughs> they did this thing and Sports Illustrated magazine wrote about them and then they all freaked out and everybody, it's the curse, it's the curse. Because as you know, most curses aren't even real. We create them ourselves. Yeah, yeah, they're from our consciousness. We create them. So I was called in by the Dodgers and, you know, we made ESPN National chanting around a little blue plastic diamond and this year, the Dodgers won the World Series. That's amazing. Um, yeah. And uh, last year, I guess it's over a year ago now. Um, you a girl, the Miami Heat? <laughs> awesome. I, I, they have to ask. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, my God. I make it I have a whole new business there. Uh, make your team. Um, one girl, she had left her dragon home and said, take care of her whatever at home. Take it, you know, take care of me and my girlfriends at this concert, all of a sudden she grabbed her girlfriends and she said, my dragon said, we have to leave. And they're like, are you crazy? Whoever we paid for these tickets and whoever's on stage, we're not leaving. She drug them out. And that horrible massacre started right where they were standing. Wow. And she said, my dragon had a voice. My dragon told me to leave. Wow. So again, whether this created spirit that she did, she believes wholeheartedly that that dragon saved her life. So people strike. So amazing. Like, yeah. And I love, I love what you just said, because, you know, if anyone reads my book, you know, what Patty is talking about right now is about, you know, in my chapter of entities, I wrote a thing about how you can create your own entities. So whether it's an angel, a mermaid, a fairy, a dragon, and now, you know, this is even greater advice of, of having a physical object that represents that entity and holding it is taking it to the next level because by what you're saying, Patty, is, is that when you read a book and you read something, oh, goddess Isis, we're really creating a consciousness of, or an entity of goddess Isis. So create your own angels, create your own entities. Yeah, completely. And, it, and they're, they're our helpers because we create them all the time. We create spirits all the time. A spirit is a being. Uh, the spirit of I'll never make it in this life. The spirit of people I'll never find a partner. The spirit of I'm, I'm going to struggle. Why not create the spirit of I'm flying to the top? And if you need a dragon to help you fly, get it. <laughs> How many times a day do you hear, Patty, I got sleep paralysis. What does it mean? Um, <laughs> I can't even count on both hands. Um, again, because that true, that is so funny because the more that gets in the media, the more people create it. Again, we are creating these spirits. Yeah. You know, some big new movie comes out or horror movie, then all that's created. So yeah. just create it what you want it to be. Oh, of course. Yeah. Like I think I think like people have to understand that like when we 
you know, you know, the people who abuse like the concept of Satanism or the Satanic Bible or black magic, like those people that I've seen in my life create those self-fulfilling prophecies just from their consciousness being so focused and directed and obsessed with the darker side of magic. And that that's a choice. Yeah. Yeah. Complete choice. Complete choice. And it's, we create the worlds we live in. That's what I always say. It's not a good or bad or who's going to some hell or some heaven. It's, it's just the world we create is the world we have to live in. So create a world you want to live in, whatever that is, that all that self-fulfilling prophecy comes in. Oh, I, I agree with you. And I think like, even, you know, with, with how much our world has changed with like technology and, you know, pandemics and all this type of stuff, it just goes to show you like when we have a collective will also, we see things change in our realities, you know, yeah. you know, we, we, it was downloaded into us. Everyone wear masks. You're going to be protected. You look around at the physical change in the world. Everyone's in masks. So it's like, oh, if you have a collective or mass influence, try to affect it people in a higher vibrational, positive way. Why not? Yeah, it's beautiful. So speaking of the pandemic, do you think that there's some big, whether this was accident happened, <laughs> was it there some big thing? Or do you think what we're going to get out of it, that we can get something good out of it? Or do you think it matters in the big scheme of our magical evolution? I think what my theory about it is, is that I think that it's possible that this happened to remind us how disconnected and isolated we all had become from, you know, social media and narcissism culture and the left, the right, the blue, black, whatever, all the different colors of, of how we identify politically, all these different things. And just to remind us, like, you know, to get us into such a state of skin hunger, to remind us of how we need to connect in a pagan way. We need to be in tribal things. We need to be humans who are connected and connected to the spiritual, connected to each other, love each other more, care about each other more. That's why there's this whole roaring 2020s theory, because it's, it's this theory that we're going to have all of this light be revealed through our, um, you know, starved energy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I agree wholeheartedly. That's almost almost word for word what I say. I think it was just a big, we had to get hit on the head by a two by four. Literally go to your room, stay there, like put into the corner until you figure out what's important, why we're here, what it's all about. It was a wake up call. So so again, hopefully we're waking up and I'm, I'm all ready for those roaring 20s. <laughs> yeah, I, and, and I just want to say like for, you know, any any person who, who during the, the pandemic, you know, had really dark or isolated times and, and you didn't give into darker impulses or self-destruction or addiction or any of that type of stuff. Like you just, you know, downloaded more will for, for, for anything that happens in your life, you know, and, and I, and I really appreciate the people who did that because that took a lot of strength. Yeah. Yeah. And so people, yeah, so you guys pat yourselves on the back. That's okay, too. We learn not to do that for some reason, that self-appreciation, because everything, oh, it's that ego. Because, yes, you can do too much ego. Like you said, the beginning magic, you're doing all this ego stuff. And wait, that's not quite it. But you do have to have a good ego. You have to have a strong ego. Yeah, David Lynch what, says what I always cosmic say is, ego. Yeah, it's, I like that. I like that term. I would say dance with the devil. You just can't let him leave. You know, ride the dragon. Don't let the dragon drive you. you. It's that balance. That's such a great point because a lot of, you know, people need to understand is, you know, if you get too into 
oh, I'm detached. You know, I just, I just have no will. I'm all of God, none of me, all of that type of stuff. You have to understand, like you do need to have a little will and consciousness to direct the energy because I understand everyone in like the kind of airy fairy, like, oh, it's all going to come to me. Yes, you can have certainty and detachment. I mean, all of the magical things that have happened to me have become, have happened when I've let go and forgotten. And um, you, I've realized that after doing rituals, you just cannot think about it. You have to forget, like you, because it'll come when you don't think about it, you can't be obsessing about your spells. No, no, you can't. And how I keep, because I always, and I talk about the book, that mind, body, spirit, because that's that psychology books are written about it, spiritual books, occult books. You have to believe we'll never surpass our, we have to get the headset because we'll never surpass that body. We have to take action. And the spirit that's the less tangible. Um, that could be through your faith. That could be through spell working. That could be new agers doing affirmations or vision boards. But when you have all three, you get it. And guess what? That's exactly what spell working is. It's the creation, the working, the dispatch, the creation. I'm going to do it on a Friday because it's love. Ah, I need some dragon's blood. I need some mugwort. I'm going to do five. I'm going to add some fire element. So yeah. th there's that mind part setting the body. You are doing it. You are sitting there carving your candle or chanting around the thing or your more. And the spirit is the dispatch that you're doing. So I it, it took me a long time to figure out that it's all the same and how you do it. So the magic of magic is that it fits into the whole, even the science of it all. That same. was that was so perfect. Everything you just said, because you said that we like from Kabbalah, like we combine the upper worlds and the lower worlds in unison. And that's exactly that. It's like, but people need to remember you do have to combine the lower worlds. Yes. You can't yeah. just expect yeah. things because that's just no. not magic. It's not real magic. It's not real witchcraft. This is not charmed. <laughs> no, <laughs> it, it is not charm. No, because that's leaving that middle part out. That's like the working out or the body of whatever. That's you sitting on the couch waiting for God or heavens or aliens yeah. to deliver you. And it just sense. doesn't really happen that way. <laughs> yeah, witches are witches are very hard, hard workers. I love I love your ESPN, you know, athletic story because oh. I really see so much occult and magical uh, connection to sports psychology. I, th I find it so fascinating. It is. And they have to have that faith in themselves. They have to take that action. They have to believe. So whatever that is. Yeah, that was pretty funny. All these, not anybody who would ever be attached to talk to you or talk to me or use words occult or witch or magic are, 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 are you know, chanting around. <laughs> uh, that's a, that's the perfect studio. world. What year was this? Oh, Two years ago, I guess. Two now, two and a half. Because last year they won. The year we did it again, they would won like twenty games in a row. Then Sports Illustrated did this story of them. Ooh, Dodgers, best team ever, and put them on the cover. And they tanked. They lost like I don't know, twenty games in a row. I'm making up the count. And all these sports people, because sports people do tend to be superstitious, a word they would use versus what. Yeah. And it's like it's the curse. It's the Sports Illustrated curse, and they're freaking out, and they're freaking out. And then again, I was called in by. Rodney Pete, Vic the Brick, Fred Rogan, the LA sportscaster. It's like, really? You want me to do this? And we literally did my lemon on crossing spell. It's like, okay, if there's <laughs> any, so we're chanting to it. They're slicing lemons in the studio. Then they have this little blue dragon and they named it and we chanted and um, we made LA news, which was pretty good. But we to make it on ESPN was like, 
oh my god look at magic but again that's you're like getting real to a infiltration that was that that's the best patty story so far yeah. I love it. Is. and you're getting to a whole audience you don't and again you don't expect them to go i'm gonna go get a dragon or do burn lemons but it's it's like opening up that and that's what i like about the goofy tv stuff i do not even the ghost adventures i'm talking when i'm like on bad girls club or pit boss and yeah and I'm thrown into this other urban world where there's no realization of, and just giving these little, what well, you don't have to fight like that. What if we try this? What an option. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like, it's, it's like you're appearing like, like it's like, it's, it's, it's not supposed to happen, but it is supposed to happen. It is supposed to happen. It's just like that. Just, if you see this tiniest little light bulb or a little, a little light come on, it's like, Oh, Oh, I'm not a victim. What? <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that's so, I love, I love that ESTN story. That's, that's perfect. I feel like you manifested that just from, from wanting to. Well, again, like we both use media. I'm sitting here in Hollywood and it's like, we both, that's how we do it. And you started out so young with it. Yeah. Um, so w what would your best advice for somebody, again, just starting out to, to, to either change a thought pattern, change an action, change, you had said in the beginning, having some kind of a discipline to it. Um, something that really helps me is like associative thinking with images, right? So if you have noticed obsessive patterns or self-doubt or low self-worth, try to associate it with something like white noise or like a TV on channel three, or I don't know how to describe it, you know, when it's like fuzzy on the TV and it's just no cable like that. And just hear that in the background, uh, and think of your self-doubt as that fuzzy sound and do the activity that, that, that your brain is telling you not to do and see what happens. Try that. Ooh, I like that. That helps me a lot. That's, and that's very much into psycho psychology kind of thing. That's beautiful. Okay. You guys try that. So I like that. The white noise, the channel three, okay. We are relating. We are attaching these things again, chords, chords. Yeah, 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 exactly. I have a question for you. Okay. Um, has any like, uh, spirits or energies or the upper worlds ever told you to do specific kind of magic? Like, or like, have you ever been like assigned from the upper worlds to do spells? Hmm. Not that I've been aware of or listened to. I'm not sure which is which <laughs> yeah. I can be stubborn. So if, because Again, I have this independent streak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, You're very independent. But I don't know. Like that's that. really interesting. I, and not that it'd be bad or good. Have you? Have you? Are you experiencing that, or have no, you? No, I'm. I'm just wondering if if they know, if if they if they know that we can use magic. I mean, they do know that we can use magic to create physical change. But if there's certain things they want us to do with our magic, or if they have any intel. You know, I, I would bet if I thought deeper into that, probably even yes, yeah. without my, without the consciousness part of it, even again, both what we're talking about with both what we do, it's like, why would I even go? I want to do this and I want to do that. So probably on a deeper in the blood, you know, coming from spirit way. I don't know. Good question. I also, I also feel like something that is like a misconception about being on a spiritual path is, is that you like become this like perfect enlightened person. But a part of being on a spiritual path is, is that you're hyper aware and conscious of the things you need to work on. And when those things come out, 
you're, you're like, yay, because it means I can yeah. change. And I've noticed, I don't know if you've noticed, but I've noticed that if I do some type of self-work or change, or I let go of some type of trauma or something, manifestations come in. So it's like, if we clear that darkness during the waning moon, for some reason, we're creating actual space for light to be let into our yes. souls. Yes, a hundred percent. I've noticed that from day one of doing this. I even often incorporate that into my workings. What do I need to let go of first? Where are those blocks within me? Whether it's as simple as like a burning thing, feel it through your body. Oh, I'm holding it here and this is what it is. And this is how it manifests in my yeah. life, in my actions or my whatever. Ah, I can figure out a way to, I'm going to do a burning or I'm going to do this, let go. Now there's a space. So now I could add this. I've been incorporating that more and more actually just to make, there's not a lot of room in there. <laughs> yeah. And I love, I love the beach story from your book where you were one of your first rituals when you went with the group of girls to the beach and did that spell. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, I, again, I'm a nature girl. He just put, me, like in the beach, put me in the mountains, roll around on grass. It's ocean magic is really fun to do on the summer solstice. If anyone yeah. wants to do some magic coming up because June's coming up for Litha and the summer solstice ocean magic. Wow. Yes. <laughs> Ocean magic is amazing. And plus, if you could find um, the brackish water where, it, where fresh water is going into ocean water, where the two mix together, that's super magic. And we don't find that a lot because we don't have that many rivers that are not, you know, oh, all cemented wow. off going I've into the ocean. I've never heard of that. That's so cool. Oh, yeah. I, I'm blanking out on the, the word for it. There's a nice witchy word for it, but it's <laughs> the brackish. And I, again, in, it's just like Scorpio rising. I don't know, whatever that is in my head. But it, there's so much kind of magic you do where the fresh waters, the clear waters come into the salt waters and the mixing right there to do magic. I'll ha we'll have to talk about it next time. Or I'll have to oh, look just it up. hearing that imagery and just seeing it in my head. I just want to run to a National Geographic or something and yes, see a video there's of a that. Place, it's, yeah, there's a place up the coast here of like five hours up in Cambria, which is a beautiful little magical, very magical little place that I, I, I'm able to find that sometimes. And we've gotten amazing things happen with it, like literally calling, what are those big things? Not sea lions. What are the, those? They're elephants, elephant seals, elephant. They weigh thousands of pounds. My friend Linda, she goes, come to me. And this ele this many ton elephant seal with he had a radio on his head, came up to the sand, came like a hundred yards into the sand and came up to her and they had a conversation. And then he went down and all the lifeguards are like, that's not allowed. And what's that? Five hours later, after doing this practice, what? Five hours later, we were on another beach down the ways on Moonstone Beach. And she goes, come to me. The exact same million pound elephant seal came up <laughs> out of the water with the same radio on his head Whoa. and came up like, Holy moly, that's magic. You know, coming that is, out of the that is so cool. Do, do you find that, I find that a lot of witches love to not live in cities. Like they love being in like small towns or like island places. But I'm, I feel like all types of witches live in different places. But I can see why they like that. Because I guess the city can be overwhelming sometimes. Well, yeah, it can. I, I have the best of both worlds. I love, I am a city girl. I was raised in the sub suburbs like you, yeah. um, but I'm a city girl. I love the energy. I love at Me least too. 
being Los Angeles because there's a vortex here. I honestly believe Hollywood is right where it is because there's these series of energy vortexes and it brought in the dreamers, the writers, the musicians, the creatives, the actors. And the religious, right next to my house in the Hollywood yeah. Hills, I'm right on the Hollywood side, there's a monastery, a Vedanta, self-realization, yeah. there's the theosophy, the Scientology, everybody is here. And it's halfway between Burbank and Hollywood. I think that's why Hollywood's not 50 miles this way. It brought in the right brain, whether spiritual, creative, or the artist. But I have both. I'm living in the hills. I have... I have this, I'm lucky, I'm just magic, but yeah. I have almost a third of an acre of wild land and I'm five minutes from Hollywood and Vine. I have both. I have the best restaurants open 24 hours and I have deers play in my backyard. That's I go up amazing. to Lake Hall, That's the, that's the witch dream. Yeah. So, oh, why limit? Why limit? Exactly. Magic, abundance, no, no, yeah, no, no limited, no stereotypes. We're done with witch stereotypes. Yeah. Yeah, done, done. So anyway, I hate to go. I'm going to have to have you come back. Really, really, I say that often, but I so mean it. I want you to come back because it's been too long. So what's, can you tell, what's anything good do you want to talk about upcoming for you? Are you doing any new well, books coming? the number one secret about magic is to not talk about things until I they're know. manifested. But I maybe know. you're psychic. Maybe you'll pick up on something and, and we okay. can talk about it in private. But um, okay. yeah, I'm, I'm just... I'm just chilling right now. <laughs> okay. I won't tell when we talk. I won't tell. Um, but anyway, I know this is interesting. We didn't get a chance to talk about that. You are not a social media guy. You no. have rebelled against social media. But if people are interested, they, of course, you can get your book. And I highly recommend it. Pop Magic, A Simple Guide to Bending Your Reality. Um, so where can people get this? Probably everywhere. Um, wherever <laughs> books are sold, Barnes & Nobles, Amazon, thrift books everywhere you can you can get it you can get it anywhere um, and I really hope it helps people uh, helps anyone who's listening on their path and um, yeah I don't have social media but I love to receive letters so if you want to email me fanmail at alexkazemi.com I don't know if the description will it will be in the description or whatever but um yeah that I love to hear letters but uh yeah I, I don't use any social media Okay, I love that. And again, that's part of who you are, and that's great. So I, I, this is the one book I recommend all the time. Yeah, I yeah, always recommend book, this read, book as and, well. Good, and, 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 and read Alex's book. And then if they want to learn about herbs, and I tell, I send them off to Scott Cunningham. I still <laughs> said, you know, thirty years after his death, read Scott Cunningham. So has anyone has anyone told you that the book helped them? Like if you, after you recommended them? Yes. Oh wow. Yes. Because cool. your book again comes a different perspective all the time I, I should tell them to give you a review I was like because they never even remember to give me a review but yes that helps them they get it and again when you bounce yours and mine off then they could get oh there's oh all the places in the middle yeah so, no yeah. I, I, I always use your book for reference to help me and it also whenever I I don't ever really usually feel disconnected but when I just want to feel like a witch like just remind myself and like invigorate myself with witchcraft I read this book and it helps me again thank you all right my dear friend well time is flying because we have no sense of time no. time only exists on this earth plane <laughs> yes and we don't hear very often no more no more <laughs> so everybody I want to thank you thank you Kazemi check out his book um 
Thank you for visiting the witching hour. Thank you so much for having me. And I can't wait to come back soon.